bring a, a good positive energy consistently and I just really just love being here no matter what like the bad days the not so good days and the great days and I love all of it so I think that's what makes me a different <laughs> excited to be playing with all of these amazing people and I'm really excited to be with them and learn from them and I'm super excited to compete and win the SEC for the first couple of weeks you it, I felt like a freshman but now that we're in preseason we've just been together all summer it's just we're just one big family it's not like oh she's a junior oh she's a sophomore no it's we're LSU volleyball there's LSU volleyball Yo, what is up, everybody? You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the End Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers. And guys, it's bittersweet, but it's a good bittersweet because this is the season finale, season six, coming to a close tonight. And what better way to come to a close than with episode 35 called Tiger Digs? Because tonight we got LSU volleyball star Madison Martin joining us. But before Madison joins us, Jim, I want to give you the floor, my man. Talk a little bit about what's going on. Obviously, you know, it's it's been it's been tough for some people. It's been tough uh, in off the bench family. But I'll, I'll give you a minute to to kind of express your well wishes and your sympathies to Christian Salisbury and his family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, multi-time guest. Um, we talk about it. He just he lit up the room. He lit up the world. It was more than just um, his athleticism, but it was his character. And I got to go uh, to the vigil last night, and uh, it was it was amazing. Um, and such a time of you know what would be grief. There was. So many people there, and it just really showed the impact that he had on this world. And uh, to see the love and outpouring towards his family was just great. Um, they're actually going to retire the number two at North Point Christian uh, School, so that's really cool. And um, Edmonton Elks, you know, up in Canada, Canadian Football League plans on doing some things. So, um, you know, we're sad with the passing. But like his mom said, uh, he left an impact on this world, and he was able to accomplish his dream of playing professional football. So um, she couldn't have been happier with what her son was able to do before his passing. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's uh, it's this this life is short, and it's a crazy world. But hug everybody you love, tell them you love them more often than you should, and you know I think. You know, on behalf of In Off the Bench, we're going to dedicate to not just tonight's episode, but every episode moving forward. Um, we're going to bring the energy. We're going to bring the passion. We're going to bring the love to this that Christian brings to, you know, everybody. So Christian, we'll miss you, buddy. Salisbury family, we're with you. We love you. We're praying for you. But Jim, we got to get to it, man. We got a good one. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into it. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week, LSU volleyball star, Madison Martin. Madison, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are honored to have you. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. How are y'all? 
We are fantastic. I'm going to speak for these guys. We are four days away from Christmas. We're all married. We all have a lot of kids. We're all old, and we hope that our wives have done all the Christmas shopping they're going to do. That's where we are. But enough about us, Madison. We're here to talk about you today and how we're going to start this thing off. We're big into music on this podcast. So, you know, we said before we weren't going to judge you. We lied. Um, we want to know who's your favorite music artist. What's playing on Spotify right now? Right now, Luke Combs is playing um, 24-7 on my Spotify. I love it. These other guys, they really don't like country music. I'm a big <laughs> country music fan. Luke Combs, that man, look, he know he got some pipes on him. He knows how to get down. Daniel, look, man, to- look, 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 let me tell you something. We, we, I actually listened to Lanny Wilkes. And... Oh. It's not bad, but it ain't good. Mm. Unacceptable. Well, so now, if he's, if, if he's going to be open and honest, Randy, I actually kind of like Morgan Wallen since you asked me to try that. So I'm just going to love that. Okay. Morgan Wallen. I'm not good. trying anything else. That's all you're getting from me. Luke Combs Luke. is pretty good. Pretty good. If you like Morgan Wallen, you'll probably like Luke Combs. We'll see. I will see how Madison does throughout the rest of the episode. If she impresses me, I will, I will give Luke a try. You should, right. you should, even if I don't. <laughs> yeah, we they they will. I'll, we're gonna have it as your intro song. So, next question off of music. Favorite athlete? It can be current. It can be when you were a kid. Who did you want to model what you did after? Who did you just love watching play? My favorite athlete to watch play would have to be Misty May Trainer. Um, she's a three-time Olympic gold medalist, and she's just amazing. Um. I, I've never seen her lose an Olympic game. It's just like, wow, you just constantly win. And that's just something that I wanted to model growing up because, and it made me a really, really bad loser, but we figured that out. And now I just love winning and made me a great athlete and super, super competitive. You know, you touched on something there about it didn't make you a good loser. You know, I don't want anybody to be a good loser, right? I just think that as we grow older, as we, or maybe as we face adversity more, we learn to deal with it more. But I think if an athlete, especially of your caliber, playing in the SEC, you never want to be a good loser, right? No, never. Yeah, no. Losing, it's never a good thing, and there's no such thing in our gym as a moral victory. Even if you play well, it still goes in the loss column. So it's, you know, and wins are what gets you into the tournament and gets you further. So losses at the, at the end of the day, they always suck. There's no... There's no good losing. <laughs> There's a point in Daniel's book because he doesn't believe in moral victory. So there you yeah. go. Are there ties in volleyball? That's what I was chance? just about to ask. <laughs> no Thank, you. Thank so, you. Okay. That it's a good sport. It's a good sport. <laughs> but speaking of wins and losses, Madison, this is going to be my last question and probably the one that gets you the most judgment. What are your five top five favorite Christmas movies in order from one to five? One, Home Alone. Yes. Uh, solid start. I'm listening to Luke Combs when this is over. <laughs> Two would have to be Elf. Very, very close second. Solid. Um, three. I'm switching gears. This is a rom com, and it's While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Don't hate it. Great movie. Um, four. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it the opening scene is at Christmas. So to me, it's a Christmas music movie. Um, it's High Musical One, and um. I feel like I'm missing a big one, but that's probably my, that's what's been playing on my TV for the last week and a half. So that's what I'm going with. I think Daniel distracted her as she's going to stretch because the Home Alone music is playing. 
Yeah, he definitely did. That's pretty rude. Trying let to, me, just trying to set the mood for, for the answers to the question. Madison, let me let me give you a couple that I think you missed, in my opinion. In my opinion. Right, you you right. had a solid list, but here I'll, here's I'll here's my top five. Here's my top five. All right. Christmas vacation. It's a classic. It's a classic. I like it. Home alone, <laughs> definitely. That's number two for me. I love it. Number three, Santa Claus. Tim Allen, Santa Claus. I love it. I mean, then I got the Christmas story because, you know, it's just something about the dude when he sticks his tongue to the pole. Funny to me. And then, you know, number five, it really was – Elf was an honorable mention, but number five was Scrooge. Have you ever even seen Scrooge with Bill Murray? Mm-mm. Don't watch it. It kind of freaked me out as a kid, but it's something about it. it just brings back some memories. But you had some solid ones in there. Let me ask you this one last question before I hand you over. Where do you stand on Die Hard as a Christmas movie? I've never seen Die Hard. Perfect. Don't ever watch it and don't ever call it a Christmas movie. <laughs> I was trying to think of like what it was about. I know it has Bruce Willis in it because that's I it. see it on TikTok and that's all I know about it. And people can I let, can I can I run you down the argument though? They say it's a Christmas movie because of a couple things. It takes place on Christmas Eve and there's Christmas trees in the background. It's a Christmas party, but it's just a bunch, it's a terrorist movie where they're killing everybody. How could it be Christmas, Madison? How? And it was, I mean, it came out in July. That's why it loses credibility. Like that, people who try to argue Home Alone, it came out at the end of November. There's a, there's a ton of movies that have segments in the movie that talks about Christmas, Harry mm-hmm. Potter, Toy Story. But those aren't Christmas movies at all. Neither is High School Musical, but it's still on my list. But one of, one of her top five, you know, is fits that theme. Why You Were Sleeping is definitely not a Christmas movie, but I didn't want to critique her because she gave Home Alone an elf. So I was good. Well, that to me is a Christmas movie because it occurs around Christmas and it talks about the spirit of Christmas. No. I mean, I mean, when you're getting into the spirit of Christmas, I mean, that's that's getting close. They have Christmas dinner in the well, movie. Let, Madison, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you because it's closer to a Christmas movie than Die Hard for sure. Well, I didn't put that on my list, so I'm really happy I didn't because y'all seem to well, be pretty yeah. Well, no, that's because our last guest did, and they lost it. They absolutely lost it on them. Yeah, we 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 gave old Will Sanders a, a, a rough He goes go to after. South Carolina, so you just have to forgive him. He doesn't know <laughs> But enough of this. I think we are – the ice has been broken. We are going to stop judging you because now – we want to hear more about you. We want to we want to get the story, and the only place to start is in the beginning. So take us back when you were born. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I was born in Michigan. I grew up in Ormond Beach, Florida, which is about an hour north of Disney. And I started playing when I was around ten. And yeah, it's kind of where everything starts. Was in um, Florida, playing on the beach. All right, so. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with Ormond Beach. Know where that's at? Down in Tampa, not too far. Um, obviously, we all have have kids, so we definitely know where Disney's at. But in the house, you got mom, you got dad, you got brothers, you got sisters. What's the dynamics like growing up? My dynamics are a little bit crazy. Um, my mom and my sister, my older sister Mackenzie, um that's who I grew up with the two of them. And then my parents are, um, divorced. So up in Jacksonville, about an hour away, um, I have my dad and then my stepmom, and then I have two little siblings, Kennedy and Jax in there. 
six and seven years younger than me. So there's a bit of an age gap there, but still so much fun. Um, very, very sports, very, very competitive family, big Michigan fans, all of us. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned McKenzie. I mean, obviously she plays at Tulane. We're going to get to all that. So we were going to put her on the back burner for a second. All right. um, <laughs> but I, I want to talk about mom for a second and shout out to mom. Yeah. Cancer survivor. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that's a big deal. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I, I at least want to bring it to light and give her a shout out, give her her flowers. Cause that's, that's amazing. Uh, but yeah. obviously through that journey, through that battle, um, it takes a lot of people and a lot of support. So what was your role in all of that? My role in all of that, it was honestly really, really hard. Um, but that's kind of where my volleyball story starts is with that whole situation. Um, because that volleyball became my escape from kind of everything that was going on. And my mom was diagnosed Christmas of 2014 and, um, it was stage four. So we didn't know, you know, the prognosis wasn't great and we knew it was going to be a long bumpy road. So my mom wanted to do, she wanted to get the best of the best. And that was going to Houston for treatment. And so my community at my school was absolutely fantastic. I got to miss every Friday of school and either she would come down and see us or we would go up and see her um, in Houston. And on the weekends we'd play volleyball and it was just, it was a really, really hard time, but that's kind of where my journey with volleyball started was just seeing my mom and just kind of playing for her from a very, very young age. And that's honestly continued ever since I was 11 years old, because that's how old I was when everything happened. And yeah, and it was really hard because my mom, um, it was really just her like raising us growing up her. And then my grandma helped us out so, 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 so much. And so not having her in the house for six months was completely life-changing. It was just very odd dynamic. My grandma and my great-grandma, actually, they were the absolute best. They lived with us. They took care of us, took us to school, did all of the mom and dad things that my mom has done for the past 11 years. And it's just been amazing. My mom is the strongest human ever. And, you know, sometimes life gets hard and I just just look at my mom and I'm like, she's made it through so much and she's the strongest human that I've ever met. So, yeah. So it, it helps really put things in perspective, especially like, obviously you, you're in school, you're a student athlete. Mm -hmm. Times are going to be tough. They're going to get challenging. You're going to have long days and even longer nights. And, you know, the minute you start, you know, maybe complaining a little bit or, 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 getting down on yourself there's there's something that you can draw draw to so that you know that in, in and of itself is is spectacular um and a, and a great part of your story and thanks for sharing that um yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what was the age range you said that that was the reason you kind of got into volleyball at what age were you when you were starting you know that whole process um i was 11 when my mom was diagnosed and that fall before was my first time ever playing it was like through my little school slash church league it was very very rudimentary just go around to different middle schools and elementary schools and just play then and 
yeah, so I was 11 when all that started. And then after that, it was my first like travel slash club season. And then it just kind of, you know, took off from there. So eventually, you know, it, it takes off, you go to high school, there's club, there's travel, there's all those things. But talk to me a little bit about high school. You went to school in Florida and New Orleans. Is that correct? Yes, correct. All right. So let, let me, let me read these to you because I, I find it fascinating because when we talk to, to guests all the time, we read off accolades and they just get blown away because they don't really remember or think about it. But let, let me, this is going to take a minute. I got to read it verbatim because there's a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> so you excelled in both indoor and beach volleyball at Mount Carmel Academy. And we're going to get into the difference between those two. You helped lead Mount Carmel to a state championship as a junior and a semifinals appearance as a senior. You were named to the LHSAA Division I All-State Team and the ABCA Under Armour All-Region Team after leading the state in digs as a senior. Then at Spruce Creek in Florida, prior to moving to New Orleans, you hold a school record for digs in a season and was a three-time academic All-State honoree and, by the way, just so you know, you're a brainiac in the classroom. You, you get after in the classroom. You're part of the National Honor Society. You're an IB student. You graduated magna cum laude with a 4.7 GPA. That's it? Randy and Jim can't even count the four. They didn't even know that you could get a GPA higher than four. <laughs> I, look, there was it, a 0.7 in my GPA, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but that, when I read it to you, do those things like you sit back and go, man, that's a lot of stuff. Or are you just like, ah, it's just like that was, it, it came easy to me. No big deal. Definitely did not come easy. Um, Lots and lots and lots of hard work and sacrifice and all the things that athletes have to do to get there. But I mean, that kind of became the standard from a very, very young age. I knew I wanted to be the best at whatever I did, whether it was playing Monopoly with my mom and my sister, or it was, you know, indoor or beach volleyball. I just wanted to be really, really good at it. And like I said earlier, I really hate losing. And so winning was a really, really big part of that and going to two really amazing high schools where I got to win a lot and be a part of amazing teams with amazing girls and amazing coaches who just helped me develop even further was simply unbelievable. And I wouldn't change a minute of it. You mentioned Monopoly. I got to ask, what's what's your favorite real estate on the Monopoly board? What What's... When you when you're rolling the dice and you go, man, if I hit this property, I'm definitely buying it. And I'm trying to like set up shop on those. I don't know the names of them, but I know they're red. I think one is <laughs> Illinois. Illinois Avenue, Kentucky Avenue, and Indiana. Indiana. All of those. All of those I want so bad. I don't know why, but Every time I'm like, yes. <laughs> Daniel, I'm surprised I actually remember those because my daughter and son got so many different versions of Monopoly that are not the old school that I don't even, I mean, we don't play the old school anymore. It's like, especially my son, like being a superhero guy, you're like when, I don't know, some space dimension plays. I don't know. Yeah, my family doesn't play the regular Monopoly anymore either because when we moved from like the Ormond Daytona area, we got Daytona Monopoly. So that's what we play now. <laughs> It's just reminds us of our old town. It's so, like, is is Boardwalk like Daytona Speedway? The yeah, <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's super cute. All right, so look, you know, I told you we we're gonna come back to 
you know, the volleyball. Tell me first, let's break down beach and indoor volleyball. Yeah. Which is better or which one are you better at in your opinion? Indoor. That's what I play. So indoor. <laughs> indoor. Which one is more fun? For me, indoor. But 99% of volleyball players you ask would probably say beach. I just feel like beach, like, so indoor volleyball, there's no way I would be good at that. Like, I'm just not. Like, it's not something that I think is in my skill set. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd get hit in the face with the ball. Somebody would just drill me. But beach volleyball is a level of fatigue that I don't even want to know. <laughs> like running Daniel. in sand is hard enough, but you're trying to cut, you're trying to go backwards. You're trying to turn around. You're trying to jump. You're sprinting from here, diving there. And you got to hit the ball over the net or to your partner. Like, no, I'm good. That's Daniel, just, guess, guess, guess who won the national championship in beach volleyball this year? Um, Miami, I don't, I don't know. I'm picking somewhere near the beach. Going, you want to tell them, Madison? USC, South Southern California. Won. No, what am I talking about? The LSU, they won the pairs. I saw it. Oh yes, they won the pairs championship in the fall, but the team championship is in the spring. Oh, well, I botched it. Well, I know they won one of them. I just know LSU won beach yeah. volleyball. That was so, my former Kylie DeBerg. She plays on the beach team now. She's fabulous. <laughs> so. So how does that work in in beach volleyball if you're a team or you you're you have a partner and you're playing and whoever wins it's a cumulative score of these individual games? Yes, yeah, so there's five pairs and the usually the best are one, well everyone's good it's college, but your best pair is one and then it goes down from there. And Basically, you want to win three out of those five games, and then it counts as a win for the entire match. So are you matching up your one with the other team's one? Or if your two is really good and better than their one, are you flipping it? Um, Sometimes you can do that, I think. But usually it goes like best is one, and like then it goes twos threes fours fives and it kind of just matches up because it makes really great matchups and that's usually just how people do it yeah one versus five isn't fun (laughs) i mean honestly in college it could literally go anyway (laughs) well i gotta get to this because i'm i'm baffled and you know we played sports we were at you know athletes growing up we were in school um and the balance is hard but when you talk about uh IB student, a 4.7 GPA on top of the amazing accolades that you have as a, as an athlete, how do you, how do you get so much success? Like, is there like a, a formula? Is there like a secret? Like what, what, what is it that you do that enabled you to balance it all, but also excel? Um, I don't think there's a formula. I was helped by so many people. Um, and I was really, really pushed by so many people to do well. And I, I knew I wanted to do really well in school and I wanted to finish the top of my class. I always had that goal and really just, I kind of realized that if I treated school, like I treated like volleyball and just dedicated myself to it for a set amount of time a day and just worked and worked and worked until I was good at it, then I would continue to be good at it, keep on getting better so I kind of just applied the formula, I guess, from volleyball to school and 
yeah, and just became a little bit more fun, kind of made it a game and yeah, just had a really good time with it. Well, your formula worked because you are now where you're at. And let's talk about that. Obviously, you know, at LSU, um, you got to be a baller. I'm just flat out say it, you know, to, to be an athlete on any team at LSU, you got to be a baller. Um, you got to have some brains, which you got. But also, like, at what point do you go, man, I am getting some interest from schools. I really want to pursue this at the next level. I don't really have a set moment, but I remember being a sophomore in high school and my sister started that like happening to her. And I was like, wait, that's really cool. I want that to happen to me too. So a lot of that came from Mackenzie and just because she's such a stud athlete too. And I was like, wait, I want to go to college camps and I want to go visit these schools and people are interested in me. And it's kind of just like all of your hard work just starts paying off and being worth it. And it's, it's really awesome. And I think from my sophomore year in high school, I really knew I wanted to go play college volleyball. I love college volleyball. I think it is the most fun thing ever. And I've always felt that way. Me and my entire family are so invested in the entire thing every single year. So it's just kind of surreal still even to be a part of it now. And it's so humbling and it's so amazing. And yeah, it's, just I, I just love volleyball I want to play it forever but yeah <laughs> so all right so why then LSU obviously you got ties to Michigan you got ties to Florida New Orleans why LSU I feel like once you come to LSU and you see LSU and you meet the people of LSU it's kind of hard to say no it is the most amazing place with it has the most school spirit ever. I will be walking in an airport with my gear on with my team and random people will just say go Tigers and you have so many people supporting you. And as an athlete here at LSU, the the, the staff for volleyball, but also my professors, they're so accommodating and they're always at the games and in class the next day after the game would be like, great job, great win or you know, sometimes they're like, you got the next one, but still it's super, super fun. And it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing place and it's an elite volleyball program and it's the SEC. So I, I could not say no. <laughs> I absolutely agree. LSU is the best. They joke on me and say that I like more than one team, but that's not true. They do that because I go support athletes from other teams that we've had on this show, but it's LSU through and through. I'm hoping that's where my daughter picks for soccer. She actually got a letter from Bama today, Madison. So a little scary. Other schools are starting to get in the way, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but you know, you get to LSU officially as a student and an athlete. Are you more nervous or excited if you had to pick one? I think I was nervous for the first week, week and a half. And then after that, I was just so excited because we, as volleyball, we got there in the summer and we trained with just the team. And after meeting the girls and connecting with them and all of that, just being in the LSU volleyball family, I was just so beyond excited. I just wanted to start season, start playing. And I've honestly felt that way ever since that, after that little awkward period as a freshman, when you come in and then after that, it was just pure excitement. I was just so excited to start playing. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about just 
LSU as it is as a school and a campus. And we talk about the sports, um, you know, during your first year, when you got there, were you able to get around and go to other sporting events and other social events, like, you know, check it out and just, I mean, cause that's one of the best parts. We uh, we've had guests that come on and a lot of times they'll say, you know, playing sometimes is, is, is just equally as fun as going and watching all the other sports. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's really amazing because LSU, honestly, there's so many good athletes on every single team. You know, our soccer team last year, I think we started like 12 and 0 or something crazy. And we made the tournament twice in the two years that I've been there and they're amazing. And I have good friends on that team. So it's, it's so fun. And then women's basketball. Well, now you got, now you got to name them because we've had five LSU soccer guests. Let's see if it's one of them. Alicia Garcia. I took physics two with her. No, but she's a baller. I love it. I love this. Certified baller. She's amazing. Um, yeah, she's awesome. And then women's basketball really, really got to go support them because they're just an awesome program. And it was just awesome to see a team go from, you know, not doing well in the SEC to getting second overall. It was insanity. Have they now lost they score like 150 a game? Yeah. Have they lost it, Randy? <laughs> yeah. They did no, lose. No, 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 no. I didn't no, think they, they had. Yeah. They have not. They're still undefeated. Yep. Still undefeated. And then obviously football. And, you know, we have Olympians on the swim team and on the diving team. And then it's just honestly every sport. You have to watch everything. And then I'm sure y'all know baseball. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, just. If, if only you could have been at LSU a year before, though, and seen Joe Burrow, that would that would have been it. Though. But it's, it's okay. Hey, baseball is going to bring a national championship this year. Um, sure. don't, let, don't let Randy tell you otherwise. And so be ready for it. Daniel said South Carolina is. I'm just. <laughs> I don't think so. After Will Sanders' uh, Christmas movie picks, I think he's out on South Carolina. I mean, that was every sport at LSU is just unreal. So I mean, it is just so fun to Absolutely. go to. <laughs> well, let's get into volleyball. Let's get into uh, your freshman season. So your best game came against Sam Houston State, where you had three aces. Is someone who doesn't play volleyball but watches an ace just looks good it sounds good I bet it feels good what what's it like getting three aces in a game it's awesome honestly getting an ace at any like time in the college level is awesome because everybody is so good at passing and anytime you put pressure on someone behind the service line which is what an ace is in case y'all probably knew that but whatever but no do tell us okay so an ace is just when you serve it and then the other side can't put it back to your side so you get the point Randy, I'm going to tell Ajani that you needed to be explained what an ace is. No, I didn't. I just want – look, you tell Ajani <laughs> that she didn't win another natty, so I don't know. We know oh, her. so one wasn't good enough. <laughs> One's not enough. Hey, true true, true story, Madison. This girl came on here. I'm sure you're obviously familiar. You played Kentucky. Ajani Taylor came on here eight games into the season, said we're going to win our first ever national championship, and we're going to do it, and we're going to beat Texas. Well – that's exactly, wanted, that's exactly what they did and we came we brought her back on i was like you called your shot like she came on here and big time it so um if you want to do that and do and do the same thing hey by all means call us you to win the title next year we'll do it and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards right <laughs> so <laughs> there we go so the season you know obviously that first year wasn't the best for your team um obviously you know there was improvement but we always like to find out, especially in that first year, what did you learn the most? I think in my freshman year, I learned 
the pace of the game on the court the most and then off the court what it's like being a part of a D1 Power 5 program and what that looks like in the scheduling and then you know with doing dealing with school and college and all those crazy things and it was super super valuable and I had amazing teammates amazing friends that left because of like they were seniors and they graduated and I learned so much my freshman year, but the craziest change was the pace from high school to college. It was like a whole different game. And that took a little bit of adjusting, but it's it's honestly been great. You haven't let those academics slip, have you? You're still balancing well? Yep. Still, still doing good. Pre-med. Don't, don't lie to us on this. Don't lie to us on this podcast now. I'm not. I'm she not, said I'm pre-med. Not. I heard that. Pre-med. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Daniel well, said we couldn't count to four, but he can't spell med. Right. <laughs> uh, no. So, so anyway, on this season, y'all turn it around. You make the second round of the NCAA tournament, but we got to start somewhere, you know, and there was a reason why Daniel said we were going to hold off because I want to talk about playing Tulane with your sister on the other side. I mean, what is that like? It was amazing, honestly. Obviously really great because we won and in, in three sets, but other than the win, it was just um, honestly such a surreal experience because we've been playing on the same side our whole lives until we got to college and, you know, doing a scouting report against my sister. And I was just so excited for it. And Were you giving tips to your teammates on your sister. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. And I was, I'm sure she's doing the same thing for us. You know, we wanted the win. They wanted the win, but you know, we can Ma- on top. Madison, we, we really get deep on this podcast and I'm going to ask you, and you didn't lie about your grades. So who's better between your sister and you? I feel like we're very, very different because she's an outside hitter, which is her position. And I'm a libero DS, which means I don't hit at all, but she does. So if I had to go based on versatility, I would say Mackenzie. But if I had to go, I don't really know if there's another category, but I would give myself something. Very (laughs) diplomatic answer. Please please explain to me. We've got Christmas in four days. I have to be. (laughs) Madison, please explain to me how you are responsible for being on the floor, but you don't hit the ball. So a libero slash defensive specialist, basically you are, your primary job is the first contact. So like passing the ball in serve receive or um, digging a ball off of a hit or a block touch, that's your primary responsibility. And then the setter will come in second contact sets up the hitters. And then third contact are the hitters who Hit the ball like AZ Teeler. You, are you the one where you're the one wearing the different color jersey, right? Yeah, that's my position. Yeah, gotcha. Tracking. So you're familiar, Daniel. You've watched enough to at least know that. Yeah, I I got all that. I was just she was like, I don't hit the ball, and I was like, wait a minute, you got to make contact with the ball. Look, so she I, does. I, I, she hits the ball, but not. Yeah, I've, not, I've already. Not. So saying, when, I've already when, done pictures for this podcast. Yeah. She's hitting the ball. I got pictures of her hitting it. So <laughs> when. When the other the opposing team serves the ball over, you're mainly the first person that's making contact with the ball. Yes. The dig, so, Daniel. The dig. Right. Well, so let me ask you this. Is is the strategy then if you're serving the ball to serve it away from the libero? Yes. Is, is, 
All right. So I I guess I'm 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 impressed because you're able to make contact with the ball knowing that they're trying to keep the ball away from you and the court is big. There's people in the way. And I guess your players know that they need to make room for you to to be the first to touch the ball, right? Yeah, and honestly, it really just depends on who they're serving and what their game plan is. And a lot of times serving the libero is not a part of the game plan because liberos are usually like really, really great passers. So, yeah. So let me ask you this then. Take me behind the curtain a little bit. You get mad at your teammates when when they they obstruct you or they they, you know, take the ball away from you or like they they block you and you can't do what you got to do. Honestly, no, because my teammates are extremely talented. So if they're taking the ball, they're probably getting a perfect pass. Okay. So you brought up you're going to have Christmas in a few days with your sister. Y'all ultimately won. No matter who's better, your team won. So, I mean, are we bringing up these bragging rights at the dinner table? Oh, for sure. And I've been talking about it nonstop since September. <laughs> so she's ready. She's prepared. And, yeah, so it's okay. I, I love it. I want to be a fly on the wall for that. Um, but you know, let's talk about. I obviously mentioned Johnny. We talked about uh our only other Kentucky or our only other volleyball guests were her and Maddie Brezowitz from Kentucky. And so I wanted to talk about September twenty fourth at number fifteen ranked Kentucky. Um, y'all were able to go in their house and and beat them. So you know, talk about that. You know, high ranked team, a team that had just won a national championship recently, to be able to go in there and get that win. Um. It was surreal. It was absolutely insane because it was a five set win. And anytime you win in five, it's, it's any man's game. And it was so, so, so much fun. The atmosphere was crazy in the first set. We didn't win. And the second set we came back and we were like, you know, we can do something here. We're close and we're not playing all that great. And we kind of just took off from there. And then obviously they're Kentucky. So they fired back and then we fired back. And it was probably one of the longest games I've ever played. I, I, I remember just, you know, and the student section there is literally on the court and they were just ruthless, even though there was a football game. So we were expecting like an empty, empty, empty house. And we were unpleasantly surprised, but you opened the door for Randy to talk bad about Kentucky football. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> but it was, it was so surreal. And Kentucky obviously is an amazing program. Just came off of a huge like national championship and looking to do it again and had um and had some really good preseason games and preseason wins so we were just looking to come in there and just do our thing and do what we know we could do so yeah that was that was the goal and we did it and then yeah that was you know what I lied and I said we only had those two I forgot we had Allie Stumler from Kentucky on too who went pro which was going to lead me to a question that I didn't even have planned um when it comes to college uh, volleyball and going pro, when are you allowed to leave? Is like at what year? Does is, is there a certain stipulation, or can you leave at any time? I believe you can leave at any time. It's just for um, volleyball as of right now. The only professional leagues um, that are like year round are overseas, and most of the time people will stay for their four or five years of eligibility, depending on how old they are, obviously. And, um, yeah, so that'll be yeah, that. Because I'm pretty sure these two didn't even know it. She kind of misled us. She made it sound like they were she was coming back to Kentucky winning her national championship. Next thing you know, I seen she was playing pro. So I was like, okay. And it's like, I, she just up and left. But um, Money talks. 
Absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about a video that I actually didn't even see from LSU. I saw from NCAA Volleyball on Instagram, and it was the longest, wildest rally. And it was between you guys and Mississippi State. Just talk about, I mean, was that the longest rally you've ever been a part of? Absolutely. 100%. It was insane. And it kind of just shows how SEC volleyball is. It's very gritty. It's nobody wants to lose a single point. Every single point matters. And it was absolutely insane. Like, and y'all were on the winning side of it. Let's let's flip it and say that y'all have been on the losing side. How deflating is it to have literally what felt like a 20-minute volley and then you don't even get the point? <laughs> Honestly, it sucks. But it's volleyball is a game where we you have 25 points and every single point matters. So at the end of the day, you have to just try to catch your breath and move on to the next one and score. Absolutely. So obviously y'all punch your ticket to the big dance, you know, talk to us. Uh, we love seeing the videos, no matter what sport it is, when you celebrate uh, with your teammates, just how, how exciting, how fun was that moment? Oh my gosh. It was so, 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 so much fun. We, we, we were all together and honestly, we didn't know if we were making it into the NCAA tournament. We had no idea where, where we were going and any of those things. And once we, we did not think we were going to go to the California region because usually they do it a little bit more geographically, but honestly, we didn't care. We were so excited for the opportunity to go in and compete and just be a part of it because none of us um, who had been at LSU the year before or had not transferred from another program in their college time had been to the tournament. So for the majority of us, it was our very first time like going to the tournament. So it was just insane it was absolutely great and would not change a thing about it yeah so y'all draw Hawaii and y'all head out to Palo Alto for uh you know in the Stanford region like you talked about um you know before we get into the game you know you talk about um being able to go out to the west coast I love always seeing the teams and and being able to do things were y'all able to go out and enjoy California a little bit before y'all um hit the court honestly Yes, as a team, we we didn't really go into San Fran or anything. We really just stayed in the Palo Alto area and we had a really nice dinner, had some team bonding stuff. And yeah, because we got there on Tuesday and didn't plan until Friday. So we had a lot of time to adjust the time and had a lot of time to really just get into like film and practice. And yeah, it was a really, really, really great trip. Yeah. So transitioning from the fun Y'all take care of business against Hawaii, winning three to one. But then, you know, the emotions can only last so long because you got to turn around and play the next day. So, so how does that work? I mean, you get the you get the NCAA win, like you said. You didn't even know if you were going to make it there. You get there, you get that first win. But how long do you actually get to celebrate before you got to lock back in because you're you're immediately playing the next day? Yeah, I think we. I think Tanya, our head coach, said it best in the locker room. She's like, "We're going to celebrate this one tonight," but you know, you'll have scouting reports in the morning and we're going to get into it and watch film if you can, get some rest, get some sleep. And we we wanted to really, um, when we went to tournament, we didn't want to go there just to be there. Like we wanted to win games. So that was the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And so ultimately y'all end up losing to Stanford, which you know, you said there's no more victories, but I mean, they were a powerhouse or a juggernaut, you know, you're in their house. And so, you know, understandable. Um, but what I want to know is, you know, just like freshman year, what did you learn? And then also 
what do you feel like you personally need to improve upon the most going into your next season? I think as a team, this whole experience just made us hungry for more. And being a part of the NCAA tournament is amazing, but you know, we want to hang banners up for final four national championships. And I think that all starts this spring in practice and, you know, just getting the absolute best that we can be before this fall, because by the fall, it is straight into games and traveling and preseason and all of those things. And personally, I just really think that I just need to lock in a little bit more on like getting more film and ready for like practice and really just knowing my opponents inside and out. All right, Madison, you are off the volleyball hot seat. So we're going to play a little game. All right. And, and here's, here's the rules of the game. Pretty simple. You're really smart. 4.7 GPA. This will not take all your brain power. I'm going to give you two options. It's called this or that. The rule is you cannot say both and you cannot say neither. Are you down? I'm down. All right, so we're going to we're going to start you off with a, you know, usually it's like a really easy one. This one I'm not sure if it's so easy. If you could pick between Florida food and Louisiana food, which one would it be? Louisiana. Like not even close. Like you didn't even have to think about that. Uh da- well, Daniel feels the opposite about it, so I mean, you never know. Not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not Louisiana's unbeatable in in the food category. I don't even know what Florida food is. I was thinking fish. the same thing. I was like, fish. what is Florida food? Fish, lots but of I mean, fish. you could get fish. red snapper. No, no. Seafood is, it, no. Look, we've had a million guests, so I can't think of who, but there was somebody. I actually think it was Dylan Cruz, the best baseball player in the country. I think he said the food was better in Florida because, you know, he's from there. Well, uh, well we never. Wrong. And I'll never critique Dylan Cruz ever, so I'm going to let that be. I bet Dylan Cruz thinks Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, he he's <laughs> definitely a diehard Christmas movie kind of guy. Absolutely. All right, next question. Little Christmas theme. And don't lie. Right. Would you rather give a gift or receive a gift? Give a gift. You know, I believe you actually. Just from the answers you've given, I actually believe that. All right. It's getting a little tougher. All right. Real Christmas tree or artificial Christmas tree? This might be a controversial answer, but artificial Christmas tree. I completely 100% agree with you. Nobody's got time to water. I can't disagree with y'all anymore. Anymore. Well, hold on. on. Before you say anything, Daniel, I don't know how many trees you have, Daniel, but I know me and Randy have around the same, like five. And I couldn't imagine having real Christmas trees, having five of them. So it just can't happen. uh, Look, I ain't trying to have a Christmas tree farm in my house. It's called a Christmas tree, <laughs> not Christmas trees. No, you got to have Who are one. you to tell us how much happiness we can have in our homes? Look, I know <laughs> how many kids you have. Like I, know a, how, I, I know how much happiness going Daniel, on. Daniel, y'all are doing it wrong, and I know Randy does this. They have this the same. It's different themed trees in different rooms, bro. Agreed. For sure. See, See, Madison's, Madison's, with, Madison's us. with us. We have a Michigan tree. We have an LSU tree. We have our main family tree. We got all the trees going on. You know, it's so ironic, the Michigan thing, because Jim's also a Michigan slash LSU fan. I Actually, this is the one where he actually is right. So Randy's known me longer than anybody. He's known me since middle school. When we first met, I was a Michigan fan. I did not become an LSU fan until later. So he he actually is right on this. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I kind of grew up, go blue. And yeah, then 
Honestly, no, I still love Michigan football. The, the, the irony is, yeah, so that's where I was going to go with this. You brought up Michigan football. The irony was I sent them guys a joke the other day, and I said, you know what, just because it, it fits well this year, I'll be a Michigan fan. That's, that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. You all have right. to subscribe to all the Ohio State losses to be a Michigan fan. Oh, I love those. I love everybody. Oh, oh I suffer loss. because while we're going to do that, Randy, you often forget Daniel was an Ohio State fan. Oh, I don't forget. And so he I actually forget. got to – so you say that, Madison, I had to sit there and listen to this guy – Talk about his team beating me every year, so I understand. All right, well, Madison, that was that was to, to just harden harden your soul a little bit. <laughs> it, it worked. All right, so now now put yourself in the receiving a gift mindset. Right? Would you rather receive a lot of small presents or one big expensive present? A lot of small presents. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. I don't know if I believe that. I want one. I want something really expensive, just like one time. You're so but, uh, bougie, dude. Yeah, man. Like buy me like a. I want to be one of that commercial where they like go buy their husband a Mercedes or something. They don't even ask the other the significant other. I just want that. I hey, want to walk hey, outside and see a Lamborghini in my and, and and you know what, Randy? I always thought who actually does that. And since my daughter doesn't listen to our podcast, I can't believe that's actually going to happen in my house on Christmas. Madison, my daughter just turned sixteen. This is going to be the only episode she listens yep. to. Yeah, yep. she she got a car. There's gonna be a car out in the driveway with the bow on it and all that. And I'm like, I've made fun of those commercials my whole life, and here and I. And what's afraid. wild, Madison? It's a Mercedes. No, it's oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Taylor, if you're listening, it's really a Corvette. Congratulations, you did. It. As of today, it's a Corvette. Whatever gets in the driveway, I don't know. I don't know. All right, all right, Madison. This is uh, this is this is getting into some really uh some every episode questions. Beach or lake? Beach. I feel you. I'm with I'm you. Florida. All right. <laughs> this is a Madison question. They definitely put in it for you. English or math? Math. Oh, oh absolutely. I put it in there, Randy. As soon as she had the four point seven, there was going to be an academic yeah. question in there. Absolutely. But the I only love thing English. I love reading and I love English. But I. Math- I What's your I favorite do. book? Pride and Prejudice. Jane oh, such a such a classic. Such a classic. What's your favorite math equation? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Formula. No, I'm kidding. If, <laughs> if you could pick any concert or any sporting event, which would you pick? Mm, any sporting event? So I would anyone. Go to- I, I mean, I would go to the Olympics. Does that count as a sporting event? Of course, like, yeah. yeah there's like absolutely. so many sporting events, but, but I would go to the Olympics. We're going to narrow it down. You're at the Olympics. What is the one thing you can't miss? The women's indoor volleyball. Of course. The United of course. States. Would you, would you say winter or summer Olympics is, is summer. more entertaining? Summer, man. Well, I, I'm actually well, man, I'm actually curious because of that question. Because obviously, we were talking about indoor and beach volleyball. So, are they both played during the same, or that is one and one and one the other? They're both summer. Okay. All right, because but that could have made it. Because made it harder. Yeah, that could have made it really hard. <laughs> All right, you picked a sporting event. You picked Olympics. We get it. But if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Luke Holmes, right I now. Mean, I feel you. I feel you. Not, not bad. Who, since we already expected the Luke answer, who's with Luke? You got to who's coming with Luke? Who's who's that Morgan. best concert ever? Morgan Wallen. There it is. There it is. All right, last two. See the future or change the past? Change the past. 
All right. What would you change? A lot. <laughs> All right. One thing. One thing only. I would get a 4.9. Is, <laughs> is that even possible? Probably. Um, I don't know, though. Um, it, I don't. If I could change... I can't pick just one thing. Well, that's I what's would... interesting about you saying change the past. 99% of the time, no one says change the past, right, Randy? She's uh-huh. got this stellar past, and, and she's going back to change something. I would go back, and I would – we would be Stanford. Beat Tulane by more than what you beat. I mean, we beat them three, three to sets, bro. I mean, you can't she get said, any worse. She said Stanford. That, that's a smart one. Yeah, I'd go back. I'd go back about three weeks ago and beat Stanford. Now, fair enough. All right, last question. This is this is a staple question. Massive success on accident or modest success on purpose? Modest success on purpose. Mm. All right, let me break this down for you, Madison. It seems like you're. that's a really honest answer, and I appreciate honesty, but if I was to give it, you this scenario this way. She's going to get this because she's a math person. Exactly. <laughs> if I was gotcha. to... Give you one hundred million dollars, or I said you can earn twenty million. Which are you taking? Okay, you would take the hundred million, but how much of it is getting taxed? No, nah, no tax. It's cash. This cash. We're this, off an island. The okay. same amount that's getting taxed on, on the twenty. Earn twenty. <laughs> but what that, if the twenty? Because I earned it, it has no tax. Neither one has tax. Okay. Good Sorry. question. Only smart people would break this down like this, Madison. But listen. I, you would be shocked. Maybe you wouldn't because you're smart. How many people still say, well, of course I want to earn the 20 million because I uh, could go earn more money. But now they have 80 million less dollars. Well, yeah. what if it what if it was 20 million playing volleyball? Would that that be the answer then? But I would still give you a hundred. If you gave me a hundred, then I could go. I but mean, you if, wouldn't be playing volleyball then. But if you but if you gave me a hundred, I could go earn. 20 million off of my modest success. Oh, <laughs> she found a way around us. I sure did. <laughs> that's like saying neither or both. Uh, she's disqualified. That's, oh, yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> that's all good. All right, Madison, before you leave, anything you want to plug or promote? Um, everyone watch LSU Volleyball August of 2023. Um, I, hope everyone gets season tickets and everyone should get number six jerseys because that's my number boom that's that's right y'all go out there and look this is what i want everybody listening to do going over to instagram you want to know what madison is doing during the weekend on a random tuesday playing volleyball hanging out with her friends you name it going over to instagram at madison p martin or if you just want to follow her on the volleyball court, knowing what LSU volleyball is doing, go to at LSU volleyball. You'll check them out. You'll see it. Madison, appreciate you coming on. Awesome episode. One of the best by far. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. I, I truly mean it. If there's anything we can do for you along the way, please reach out to us. Thank you all so much. I had so much fun. <laughs> best of luck in 2023. It's it's I think the seat the season next like you guys got a bright future. I can tell. Yeah. Stanford ain't gonna be a problem. Tulane ain't gonna be a problem. Texas, none of those teams gonna be a problem. San Diego, Louisville, man. Forget all oh, those. Look teams. at you spitting that knowledge. You know who the good all, teams were. All about LSU. So nonchalantly. That was awesome. Hey, <laughs> I, I do research every now and then. So 
But that's Madison Martin, everybody. If you like hearing her story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, likes, hugs, all of it, DMs, you name it. Give it to us. We'll take it. We want all that smoke. But this was the season finale and what a season it was. We got so much in store for next season. In behalf of In Off the Bench, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. We're coming back strong. Season 7 at the beginning of 2023. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.